Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, subscribe to the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Get all of the content in the Five Reasons Sports Network. Also free, fivereasonsports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is a new sponsor with us. Make sure you check out the website. It's Mobile CRM and Staffing Services. It's called Mobile CRM and Staffing Services. You can find them at C, that's the letter C, dash armandstaffing.com. C dash armandstaffing.com. What do they do? They offer CRM services. They rent CRM equipment on a short and long-term basis to hospitals, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain management offices. They also offer cadaver lab courses, which is where the medical device companies set up a lab to showcase their products to surgeons who may not have used them before. So they serve as office-based procedures, pain management offices, chiropractic offices, and cadaver courses. Reach out to our guy, Nelson, big fan of the podcast here, big Miami Heat fan. He's at 561-891-9620. That's 561-891-9620. Or just go to c-armandstaffing.com and fill out the form, and he will get back to you. And now, today's episode. Down to this day. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. It's just me and Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. We're going to go a different direction tonight, which was we're going to sort of preview the scrimmage. There's the uh, red-white was it the red, white, and blue? What, not red, white, blue. What is it? The red, white, and black scrimmage. I'm sorry. At the uh, at the arena on Monday night, I'll be there with Brady and Alex. And basically, it's uh, it's another look at the team. Our guy, Timothy Bain, who did a great job in the Bahamas. He's with me all week. He posted some stuff from the scrimmage in the Bahamas on Saturday. The scrimmage Monday is at 630. I don't know if tickets are still available, but they were only $1. But all proceeds from the event uh, go to charity. So it's a good event that the – heat run and then there's an exhibition game on tuesday so what we were going to do was preview all that talk rotations what to watch for the rest of camp etc coming out of the bahamas uh we're not going to do that now i I, res- I also recommend we posted a lot of stuff over the past few days and it might have gotten missed here on the feed i had an exclusive conversation with one of the guys we're going to talk with the guy we're going to talk about tonight tyler hero as well as Eric expulsor that's on one podcast i had exclusive conversations with max Struess and duncan robinson that's on another podcast so we've had a ton of content up and as well as the episode of El Heat with our guys Alejandro and Ricardo. So all of that is on the feed right now. But today we're just going to talk about the news that broke about an hour ago as we're speaking from uh, Woj over at ESPN. We were expecting this at some point. We've talked about it all offseason. The Tyler Hero signs an extension. The official numbers are four years, $120 million, but $10 million additional impossible incentives. 
which basically means that the contract is just a little bit more potentially 10 million is not a little, but in the percentage aspect of it, than what RJ Barrett just got from the New York Knicks. And of course, T Tyler had come out and said he thinks he's better than recent guys who got extensions. Tyler's been talking himself up a little bit. He did to me on the podcast about how his defense was better than everybody thought uh, and how he was going to be a better isolation player this year um, and how he listens to everything that everybody says about him. Well, here's the thing, Greg. They're going to say a lot more. Um, he says his buddies all send him everything. Anything that's tweeted, they send it to him. I mean, and I think you've hit on this, so I'm going to go to you on this. In any other situation, okay, a guy who's drafted number 13 overall, just like Bam Adebayo was 14 overall, who ends up being worthy of an extension, that is something to celebrate because most players in that range in every draft don't get to the point Usually there's five or six extensions like this a year. So if you're drafted 13th or 14th, you're not expecting one of these guys to get it. Both of these guys have now gotten it. And just like with Bam, when the extension was kind of greeted, and you predicted this, kind of greeted with, eh, well, now we can't get Giannis and all the rest of this. Now this extension is being greeted that same way, and I think even more so by some fans, because it's not just what does this prevent us from doing which is kind of why they held out this offseason, as long as they did, to see if something else popped, one of the whales, et cetera. But also, is the guy worth it? Which I, I don't think that was really brought up with Bam quite as much. Your reaction first to the extension and then to the reaction. Well, I will say that I think this is a much more interesting topic than the red, white, and pink game, just to clarify. Uh, and all proceeds go to the Miami Cancer Institute. So that is a really uh, cool thing that uh, we will be covering for you guys. And we were going to talk a little bit about that in preseason. But, Ethan, uh, it's funny the way the universe works because this is much more interesting. So you, you hit on it. Hero gets this extension, and the fans are kind of like lukewarm to it. And it's just interesting for a team that's been accused of not caring about the draft to now have turned two late lottery picks into essentially max level players. And I just think that that should be acknowledged. But also, like, I, I'm not crazy and I get it. Like, if you are a longstanding Miami Heat fan, it feels a little weird to see these numbers get thrown around for Tyler Hero or frankly, any of the guys, but Tyler Hero in this circumstance, when we remember a time where LeBron James came to the Miami Heat and made in his first year, what was it, $15 million or so, or $16 million? So it's just that particular impact of the, the money, the dollar values, I think make people flinch. But this is a circumstance where I feel like now they've committed to their guys now they clearly can go in either direction in the event that this is a win now situation. They can continue to build around Jimmy and Kyle. If they need to shift focus, they have Bam and Tyler locked up. It's not like Tyler Hero's untradeable forever. So to me, I don't see any downside. I feel like in any other circumstance, you're right. Fans would be super happy to be retaining a young player that's ascending. And frankly, like if you look at what a designated max rookie level extension would have been, his year one number would have been 35, 36 million. This will come in probably less than 28 million, you know? So he took less money than a max extension and he may prove to be worth it. So here's the beautiful part about this. And I'll close here and let you jump back in. Now let it be about basketball. Let mm -hmm. it be about what happens on the court. 
We can shift the narrative crap to the side. Who gets along with who? Who plays well with who? Does this team have enough? Everybody's being paid accordingly as if they have enough. They have now invested in this team in a way where it would signify to me as a fan, as an observer, that they feel they have enough. And so let's see it. Here we go. Well, a couple of things on that. Uh, they have enough in terms of the core. I, I think obviously now this possibly frees up them trading assets to get another player for the power rotation, perhaps power forward as we go forward. So that's something we should look at. But I think a couple of other things that this signifies. The first thing is Tyler Hero is going to start at the two. Okay. And we've been anticipating that. That's what he wanted. I wouldn't read into who starts in a scrimmage or doesn't start in a scrimmage. Let's look at the first preseason game on Tuesday. That'll give us a better sense. I know Tyler was not on the floor with the so-called starting team in the scrimmage on Saturday. I don't think that matters. I, I they, They're viewing him as a starter. He's viewing himself as a starter. And I was told two months ago that he was going to be the starter unless something fell apart. And I was also told he would get this extension eventually. And when he got when R.J. Barrett got that money, I talked to a high-ranking Heat official who basically said, okay, it was ballpark. Now, I know some Heat fans will look at it and say, well, if they had acted on this a little bit earlier, if they weren't waiting for a guy, they might have saved $10 million over the course of the deal. I think that's possible. Does that make or break them? No. I mean, you're talking about $10 million over four years. You're talking about $2.5 million into the luxury tax potentially or the cap. I wouldn't be concerned about that. And you've resigned your own guy. So that's not really the issue here. The issue is about basketball. The issue is for now, there's really an issue for now and there's an issue for later. The, the issue for now is can Tyler Hero do the things that he talked to me about doing to make him a viable long-term starter at the two spot? And as he said, nobody thought that I could score 20 and then I scored 20 and he did it off the bench. But it's going to be a different situation. And Brady and Alex have talked about this a lot. In the starting lineup, the ball's not going to be in his hands as much. He ran the bench last year. The ball was in his hands. He was essentially the de facto point guard off the bench when he came off. Okay. He was on the ball. Now he's got to play off the ball. That's something he's done typically in the past. So he can do it, but he's got to prove it again. There'll be more catch and shoot stuff. He's got to kind of find it. He said to me, and again, I recommend you listen to the podcast. He said, you know, the best defender is going to be on me or is going to be on Jimmy or is going to be on me. And that's probably true. Bam is going to have to have something to say about that to make it easier on the two of them. But yes, for the most part, if you're talking about a starting lineup, that is also going to include Lowry and Struess or Lowry and Caleb Martin or La whatever it is, it's going to be Jimmy and it's going to be Tyler that are going to see those kind of coverages. So he's going to get different kinds of coverages than he got in the past, okay? And maybe some similar to what he saw in the playoffs, which he talked to me about. But the other part is this. He is insistent that he was a good defender last year, at least in the regular season. Most Heat fans will not agree with that. I can tell you that the Heat somewhat agree with that. They don't think he was a liability as much during the regular season. Okay. I asked him, can he physically get there? And he basically made it sound like he feels he is getting there. But to be a viable starting two guard in this league, okay, when you have a point guard in Kyle Lowry who is clearly slowing down, Tyler Hero is going to have to defend his position. Okay. He, he can't just be a guy that they hide. And you can't have what happened last year with Tyrese Maxey, where he's hunted. So that is part of this for me. The larger issue is this. And then we'll talk about the team at large. Larger issue is this, okay? People are going to talk about Jimmy's window, okay? And I see a lot of tweets, from, even from people I respect, not the ones who are just trying to trade everybody, okay? But I see a lot of tweets tonight essentially saying, well, this is pretty much the end for Jimmy because they're committing to Bam and Tyler, and that's not enough, to win with Jimmy here and that you can make that argument. Okay. That maybe this doesn't end up working out. And maybe next year we're looking at a different situation for Jimmy where he doesn't fit. 
but there really wasn't any other way to go here. Okay. And you don't want to lose the asset that you have in Tyler Hero. And he is tradable eventually, but this does take a trade off the table for a while. And so now we're going to see, because all of these other two guards that we've talked about, okay, the Mitchells, et cetera, didn't have as good numbers as Tyler Hero did from jump. So there is this thing that happens with fans, and Heat fans in particular, because the Heat tend to run after the whales, as we know, or swim after them, that where a player is now when he's younger than a star is where he's always going to be. And all I would say about that is Tyler has improved pretty much every season in a lot of different ways. We talk about the second season, and I had a conversation, a private conversation. I mean, it's public here, but like it was one-on-one where I was talking to Spo as I was eating my lunch in the Bahamas. And basically he was talking about that training camp after the bubble season. And they really couldn't put anything in. And it was just basically an extension of previous season. And so to a lot of points, I throw a lot of Tyler's second year out. I, they do. They throw a lot of their players second year, uh, that year out, the, the year after they, they got to the finals. So they're at a point right now where they look at his first year and they look at last year and they see significant improvement at least until we got to the playoffs. And so that's the next thing. Okay. I feel like, and then we'll go to break and we'll kind of sum this up. And I'll let Greg jump back in here. I feel like what's going to happen here is that anything Tyler does in the regular season is going to be diminished by this fan base, particularly the loud fan base on Twitter that just wants trades. Because they're going to say, prove it to me when we get to the second round of the playoffs and beyond. I think that's where we're headed. And I think this is going to be an annoying experience, okay? Because there's nothing really Tyler's going to be able to do during the regular season to prove anything to anybody. Okay, I, I even feel like Duncan Robinson is in a better position this year because there's no expectation on Duncan. Like people have written off that contract, right? And he talked to me about, you know, his situation too. And he doesn't recognize the player he saw last year at times. But I feel like Duncan has done what Duncan dealt with last year, Tyler is gonna deal with this you know, exponentially more. Okay. And how is he gonna handle that? And like you said, he likes it. He feeds off of it. But we've also seen it affect him at times. And I, I think that is the thing to watch because he is going to become the whipping boy of this fan base this year. I don't think there's any question. That's where we're headed. It's going to be some on Bam if he's not aggressive offensively. But if this team gets off to a slow start and Tyler's having some struggles fitting in or getting hunted defensively, or even if he's playing well, they're all going to say, wait till the second round. And I feel like that's kind of where we're at. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I do want to tell you about another sponsor, Five Reasons Sports Network, and then I'll let Greg sort of weigh in on the state of the team in general. It's our guy, Louis Peters. You can reach out to Louis at louispeters.com. That's L-U-I-S, louispeters.com. He works for State Farm, which is an agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the United States. More than 60 years of combined experience in the insurance industry in his office. It's in North Miami. These are local agents that understand South Florida's unique market. Well, she's further south Miami. Sorry. Access 24-7. Walk in, call in, click in. Personalized service tailored to every customer. No cookie cutter solutions. And I can tell you, Louis is a huge Miami Heat, Miami Dolphin fan in particular. I see him out of camp all the time. So find him at lewispeters.com. Louis, Louis, whatever you want to say. L-U-I-S, peters.com. And the phone number is 305-275-5500. 
5585. That's 305-275-5585. We promote our local sponsors who support us. Support them, okay? It's State Farm. You trust it. Reach out to him today. Also, do want to mention our fantasy sponsor. It's Prize Picks. You know it. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Basketball season, I can tell you, the NFL stuff's up. We know that. Dolphins didn't play this weekend. Basketball season, all of the futures are up right now. If you think Jimmy's going to be over 21 points a game, you can play it now. Okay? So we're going to start doing some shows with the futures, but use that code 5, F-I-V-E. That's where you get your initial deposit matched up to $100. So let's look at it this way, Greg. Where is this team now? Because it would seem to be fairly settled, like you said. Like, I mean, now the only question is, are they big enough? And does Eric have – I'll, I'll say this. I'm going to reveal a little something. In my conversations with Eric down there, okay, and he was loose and relaxed, and we, there weren't a whole lot of people at this casino, so we were bumping into guys all the time down there there are only six of us media people down there okay i can tell you eric thinks his team is uber talented like he's like i, I know him i've been around him 25 years now he likes this team a lot he says we the first thing he said to me was we have a lot of talent he's like this isn't like some years where my second best player was blank okay he's like my problems are finding the roles for people he's like but as he said publicly he said but i like the ambition i just have to channel it but he likes this group okay he doesn't feel it's running it back because he sees new possibilities for a lot of these players. Heat fans are not necessarily seeing that way, but I trust this coach, particularly when I'm having those kind of conversations, not the ones behind microphones when he's actually, but I can tell you he's very high on this team. He likes it. Okay. He likes the attitude he likes. And we talked a lot about Vic, which is something else that we've talked about a lot on the podcast that others in the heat organization have talked about. So where are they now? It would seem that they're settled, right? I mean, we kind of know what they are. Is, are you, you feeling five or six seed or you think this is better? I. It's interesting. It, it, it's hard to really say that I've changed much from that four to five range, but I, I'm, I'm nearing even higher than that because I, if we're leaving this up to Eric Spolstra, figuring, figuring out roles and he feels that they have the talent, to me, it's like, okay, so what's up his sleeve? And I just think that there's a lot of interesting combinations and the team is athletic. There are players that are coming back. You're right. The the roles are solidified, right? I still think that there's going to be question marks with how they balance the cap sheet going forward and, and looking at that forward thinking how that gets managed. But, you know, Tyler Hero talking about his defensive liability stuff and kind of, um, you know, wanting to step up to the challenge score like Devin Booker. And then all of a sudden the defensive stuff gets at least a little bit more quiet. You know, like there are different levels to becoming a elite level offensive player that I think he, he hasn't plateaued at all. So you have that kind of upside. You have Bam coming back who I think if Tyler's going to have more focus on offense, Bam is going to have more open opportunities. Let's see how that works. They've clearly set themselves up for a situation where they, this is not Jimmy Butler or bust. And I think that that's interesting because we talked about what else could they have done. They could have done what the what the Suns did with DeAndre Ayton and just like said, no, let's go into restricted free agency. You haven't proved yourself in the playoffs yet, and that's how this goes. League perception would have probably brought down that contract value um, a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe someone would have overpaid, but then the Heat would have had to match, so it would have came in close to the same amount, but you could have had damaged relationships. And I don't know that anything would have, would have been on the horizon worth waiting for. So to me, I think it was the prudent move. I think that they haven't locked themselves into this team beyond this season. And you know what? They kind of built this team specifically for Jimmy, around Jimmy, 
Um, and so let's see where it can go this year. They're a move away. I think we all know that that that's what it feels like to us all is that they're a move away. But come December, they're going to have expiring contracts. They're going to have things to move. Not every deal has to have Tyler Hero in it. There's lots of other things that could take place. So I just think it's a long season. Remember, when they traded for Iguodala and Jay Crowder, it felt like just a shuffling of the deck chairs, and it ended up spearheading a finals appearance. So let's just wait to see how it plays out. To me, I'm happy that they drafted two guys that they got to offer second contracts to because I know a team up north in New York that just gave their second contract to the first guy in 20 years since Charlie Ward was flipped into the third row by PJ Brown. We are not that team. So to me, it is ultimately a sign that the heat are able to do a little bit of both contend now, but also have pillars in place for the future. Yeah. And I think when you look at it and we talk about Jimmy's window, I think they built a pretty good team around Jimmy. You know, it may not be the team that everybody wants. And I know that I understand the concerns about rebounding and, and that stuff. And that's got to be sorted out. But if you look at it, there are a lot of interchangeable parts that can play around Jimmy Butler. And knowing his skill set, he plays well with a lot of different kinds of players. And whether it's Tyler or whether it's Vic or whether it's Bam or whether it's potentially rejuvenated Kyle Lowry or whether it's a young guy developing like uh, a Vincent or a Struess into something a little bit more, or maybe even a Yurtsevin or Caleb Martin, they have a lot of good players. Okay. And they don't have maybe a name that everybody wants, but who is to say that in two years, Tyler hero can't be that name. I mean, you're, again, you're talking about a guy who, when he came out, we were saying that, okay, is this, uh, uh, you know, the next uh, Nick Stauskas. Okay. Well, he's not. He'd had Nick Stauskas on their roster last year. Did that look like Tyler Hero? So this is a player who is extremely skilled, whatever his physical limitations may be, and he works at his game. Like whatever criticisms that have been out there, and they were out there a couple years ago, and I heard them, and I repeated some of them, okay, about his focus. He works on his game, okay? We know that. And so I do think there are areas that he has identified that he can get better. He talked to me a lot about playing in isolation and not needing a screen. That has been a focus. He does good work with Drew Hanlon. I, I think he's worth the chance. And I think basically what happened here was, and I think you hit on it, Greg, and we'll close. I think basically what happened here was that he basically said Tyler didn't have to prove it, that he's proven enough. Okay. And I think part of him proving it enough was his off season work. Because when I talk to people in the organization, Three names jumped out. Okay, I'm not saying other guys haven't worked hard, but three names jumped out as players that they thought made significant improvements this offseason. Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo, and Gabe Vincent. Those are the three names I heard most consistently. Okay? So he's in that group. I'm not. That's not to say that Jimmy didn't or Bam didn't or Max Struess didn't or any of the other guys didn't. But those – I heard other names too, but those are the three names I heard the most. Tyler was in that mix consistently. So they liked the work. And they trust the work to be applied to the court. And now he's got an opportunity to prove he should be a starter. And you're not bringing, you're not bringing a $30 million player a year off the bench. You're not. Tyler Hero is going to be your starting two. I would be stunned if he's not. You can play this back if he's not. But I think that's where we're headed. So essentially, the offseason kind of played out like we thought and like they thought before Kevin Durant started squawking in Brooklyn. This is always where we were headed. It's just the Durant thing took everybody by surprise and held it up two months. So if you've been listening to this podcast, nothing that's happened recently should surprise you. All right, thanks to our sponsors, lewispeters.com, prizepicks, use that code 5, and, of course, c-armstaffing.com. Have a good night or day. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.